Welcome to the Unstoppable Profit Podcast. Wherever you are today, if you're starting with nothing or are well on your way to the success you desire with the right people, processes, and promotions in place, you will be unstoppable. And now, I'd like to introduce your host, Mike Stromso. Greetings, everybody. This is Mike Stromso coming to you live from the Living Agency Laboratory. And welcome to the next episode of the Unstoppable Profit Podcast. Uh, today is not only an honor and a privilege, as it always is, but I am pumped and excited uh, to have Mr. Chris Paradiso on the podcast. Chris, how are you doing, sir? Awesome. How are you? <laughs> Unbelievable. Thank you. And I am excited. And, and as we said before we went on, uh, we could probably go on for hours uh, about this particular subject, but we're going to keep it short and sweet and stay on point. But before we go there, I, I just have to share. Uh, you know, Chris Paradiso is one of the most passionate and dynamic insurance agency owners in the industry today. If you know him, you know what I'm talking about. Established in 2006, Paradiso Insurance recently won the Safeco and Liberty Mutual uh, National Agent of the Future Award in 2019. Congratulations on that, Chris. Thank uh, you. Appreciate for it. That. Uh, their partial delivery division is currently the second largest in the country for insuring FedEx uh, operations, and it now includes Amazon, DSPs, uh, and LSPs as well. Uh, Chris's clear vision uh, is absolutely paramount in what they're trying to do, and it's helped direct other agencies as well to continue to push the envelope, and that's what we're going to be talking about today, to find their own success through his coaching uh, with Paradiso Presents. Thank you for giving back to the industry, Chris. He also sits on the advisory board of Rough Notes, giving back to the industry again, his Bikes for Reading program, his reverse trick-or-treat in his own communities, his annual Flag Day event has become paramount, and so many people have started the same thing, all because of Chris's work. Thank you for that. In 2011, he formally decided to give back to others through Paradiso Presents. It's a social media marketing program. He's a digital junkie, making a difference out there. But most importantly, Chris is a family man. Uh, he leads his team with these fundamental principles. Family is everything. And if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in the rest of your life. In the words of Harvard McCain, Sharks uh, is one place that I heard that as well, and I couldn't agree more. Chris, welcome to the podcast, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate uh, you're, it. You're welcome. You're welcome. So there may be somebody out there who doesn't know anything about you. I can't believe that's true. But just in case there is, give us a one to two minute intro on who you are. Uh, if you want to go back to where you started, high school, college, whatever you're comfortable with, and where you're located, city and state, et cetera. Sure, sure. We're located in Stafford Springs, Connecticut, a small, uh, we're in a, a small town in Connecticut, uh, 11,800 people, hasn't moved uh, 50 people in the last 25 years, uh, as I call it, stagnant springs, because we're stuck in the 50s. Uh, very old school, um, mom and pops, uh, you go to a grocery store, Mike, you've been here. Uh, everybody knows everybody. It's the community that I love um, and uh, wouldn't want to live anywhere else in the country. And uh, we've been fortunate. We, uh, we built an agency that's, uh, we write more in other states than we do in our home base of Connecticut. Um, mm -hmm. We're registered in over 37 states, write regularly in about 28, 29 of those. Um, and uh, specialize in parcel delivery, but have divisions in everything that you and most agencies have, uh, from home auto and umbrella to uh, small commercial, mid and large commercial. So, uh, you know, kind of, kind of the everyday Joe, except with a niche 
um, realizing in the last week doing the SWAT test, which I highly recommend everybody uh, analyze and do. Every agency owner should do it at least every 24 months. Uh, opened my eyes to a micro niche within a niche that I have saying to myself, what am I doing writing this other business when this other business is so much more profitable without all the noise? Um, I have enough gray hair, don't need the aggravation and stress and uh, really opened my eyes. So would highly recommend that. Fantastic. Well, congratulations on that. Uh, I know what is unique and cool about your agency. Let's see if we're on the same page here. What do you believe is at the core of the insurance agency business? And I know it's paramount in your agency. It's the client. I think it's the client uh, and customer centric focus that we have to have today and what people demand that they have, whether you call it a customer experience or customer service. And sometimes those words are, um, you know, intermingled. And I, I think they're two drastically different things. And we focus on great customer service, but we are going to make mistakes. And mistakes are going to be made because uh, we're all human beings. And the customer experiences, how do we respond to that? And how do we leave people feeling? You know, um, when we make a mistake, it's the best thing we can do is pick up the phone and, hey, Mike, we made a mistake. But it's as it's one of our promises, we're going to bring a solution to the problem and how we're going to fix it. Uh, I'm calling you because I want to bring the solution. I, I want to apologize and let you know I'm going to fix it. And that's that's the core of the agency is, uh, is we need to serve others just as we do in, in, in life. That's exactly, that's what a great segue to exactly what we're going to talk about today. Because today we're going to talk about something that a lot of people are not comfortable with at all. They're not comfortable experiencing and talking about it. Uh, therefore, they sometimes are fearful of it in a big way. And as you and I were trading earlier this week, fear is a liar, right? Oh, it sure is. So it, we got to get rid of that fear. So it starts with a mental game in business, does it not, Chris? Oh, absolutely. I mean, mindset is everything, right? Right. Everything. Yeah, absolutely. Mindset is everything. So let's talk about failure. You know, Chris, because I was speaking with you recently, and I'm so fortunate to be able to talk to you once in a while. Uh, I asked you what one of the most important attributes and the incredible success that you've had in business so far was, and you said it was failure. Well, how does yeah. failure create, create success, though? Well, I don't think you can succeed without failing multiple times. You don't fail once and then become Michael Jordan. Mm. Um, you know, a great quote by Michael Jordan um, is, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost over 300 NBA games in my career. 26 times, 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and I missed. I failed over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. I don't think, I think it's the most powerful message, both in life and in business. You, you, the, the fear stops you, right, from failure. But you know what fear stops you from? Growing. And if we embrace fear uh, and embrace change and, and, and the possibility of failing, uh, you will grow and grow in a big, big way. Absolutely. It's the lessons. Oh. We talk about that in our circles. We don't call them failures, we call them lessons, but it's the same thing. They're teaching points, right? You win or learn, right, Mike? You say it every day of your life. I probably hear it every week when we chat, right? Win or learn. We lost your audio. There we go. Are you back? Absolutely. Win or learn. Okay, win or learn. Win or learn. Absolutely. Could not agree more. So uh, why is it important then to embrace failure? Well, I think it, it, 
I guess there's a difference between in my life, personal life, and my business life. I think uh, failure is going to allow me to become first a better person. Um, I mean, we all make mistakes, but do we? In, in a society today that I think of, of you know, there's so much negative, but there's so many positives. You know, we talk about COVID. Stop with the negativity. Think of just think about in the industry what it's done to your life, technology-wise. COVID. It's changed the independent agency avenue. Look at about it in your home life. What has COVID done? If COVID has not opened your eyes to how important your family is, shame on you. Because we, as a family unit in the United States, in the last three months, people have not spent more time with their family. And that's what's needed. Right. That's what's needed. And, and, and it's my faith. I mean, my faith says it happened for a reason. We need to embrace it. We can't run from it. And, 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 and make the positives out of a negative, right? You have to do that. So failure is, is, is critical because um, in my personal life, I can't grow and become a better everything from a better husband to a better parent to um, a better son to my dad or a better brother to my sister. And, um, and in business, I can't become, nor the team can become better if, if we don't all fail once in a while, not only fail, recognize the failure and let's understand why we failed because that's the key to moving to the next level. Yeah. It's absolutely. the next level. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you recently had uh, one of those, if you will, aha moments about failure with a team member where you yeah. had a golden rule, but through that failure, you realized that you had room for growth. You want to share about that? Yeah. And um, I, I had a teammate who I adored her traits she embraced everything about family. She embraced everything about our agency brand. Um, and this, this was a few years back. Um, but the aha moment was understanding that um, we, we continue to put programs, uh, basically, you know, uh, probationary programs that will help you lead people out if, if it doesn't change. Uh, five months, almost six months into it, I realized um, I need to look in the mirror. And looking in the mirror, I said, wow. Um, I've misled this person and I think she's failing uh, to do a, not even a good job. She's failing because I've failed her in my leadership to help guide her to become a great customer experience, a great customer service rep. And we changed everything about her training, but we started by changing her seat on the bus. And once we moved that seat on the bus and then got her around the positivity of other people who were excellent at, at some of the traits we wanted her to pick up and do. Um, the whole game changed. I've never in the last two and a half years have not put her on any probationary programs. She has done nothing but shine and, and blow every goal we've ever had for her out of the water. And I, I, I don't think we always remember as leaders, Mike, not only as agency owners, but as business owners or in life, we really need to sometimes look in the mirror before we get rid of somebody or before we realize that they are failing. Maybe it's something we're doing. Um, we can't always just assume it's them. We have to challenge ourselves to look at ourselves. Uh, it's the same thing that happened in 2010. Uh, biggest year of my life, I, I looked in the mirror in, in, a, in an American uh, bar in Rhode Island with uh, two very close friends. One's an agent, and one's a coach in the industry. and um, I said, you know, I failed my team, and it was second week of December. It was not far from Christmas, and I said, going into January, 
um, I think I'm going to sit down with each teammate and ask them uh, that I would like to sit down with them and, and say, hey, I think it failed you and I think you need a new, a new place to work and I want to help you find, find a new place, a new home. And um, it was because I was allowing people to get away and hurt team, uh, teammates such as showing up late. Uh, all the little things that are detrimental to teams. Um, and I really looked in the mirror and said, it's not them, it was me. And started from scratch in 2010. Probably my biggest failure uh, that I've ever had was I never looked in the mirror that aggressively and said, wow, you stink, Chris. And if you don't improve, your team will never improve. And you can't look at it. It's not their fault. It's your fault. And um, it was it was a, it was in a, an emotional roller coaster uh, for six months, but I started hiring with one person. That person is now our our agency leader. She runs our whole agency. Um, that failure brought something very special into into the agency life and into my life, which is which is Stephanie. And uh, it, it was it was remarkable because she was the start in 2010, and then a year followed was Hillary. So. Um, that failure led to, um, if we want to call it success, because I think that's a tough word to say, oh, you're massively successful. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody's word of success is defined drastically different. But that failure is where what's put me today in a much better position than I ever was. And it was looking in the mirror and, and, and accepting that I failed. Right, right. Well, so let's talk about success and that word for 30 seconds. If it's not success, what's another word for that? Learning. Learning, okay. And that's a that's a shift because everybody's so yeah. used to it. You know, they they want yeah. the comfort zone. They want the 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 place where there there is no fear and they're not uncomfortable. But uh, as we know, you can't grow. You can't grow. And in last year, so every year, Michael, I take a year and I dedicate it to a cause, and it's a cause of basically a quote. So last year was the year to get comfortable being uncomfortable. This year is the year of gratitude. Amazing COVID hits, right? And I always think about this in December, and by January 1, I write it down as, as uh, I work in Darren Hardy's Living Your Best Year Ever. Every week um, going through my goals, I write on the top. And this year, it's the year of gratitude. And last year was the year of getting comfortable being uncomfortable. I, I think that's critical because in that, that's a mindset shift. Every single week, I'm acknowledging what I'm changing, and it's a major change, and it's major life change. Right, right. Couldn't agree more. And I learned that from you, and that really got permeated in my mind when I yeah. heard you say that enough. You know, um, we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it's just like, I mean, learning from, you know, it's amazing on when we're having a chit-chat and we're talking about, I say, hey, Mike, what's your failure? You're like, wow. And then you look back and you say, you know what? That opened my eyes to something that I maybe overlooked when it happened. Um, you know, my advice, if, they if any agent takes one thing away is if you're going to communicate with, with a successful person, whether it's a pastor, whether it's your wife, your life coach, whether it's a business coach, whether it's another agent, agency owner, just ask them one thing. Stop with asking, what are you, Mike, what are you successful at? Because success is defined so drastically different by every one of us. I actually think it's a really stupid question. I think the best question we can ask, Mike. I'm a new agent. I'm only a year into this. The first year in business as a business owner, what was your major failure? And then can you elaborate on after you thought about it, 
what you could change that maybe you wouldn't have failed? Could you do anything different? That is life altering, not asking you what you're succeeding at. Because if you tell me you're succeeding at writing more business, some other agent may say, I don't want to write more business. I want to write larger accounts, fewer accounts, because I don't want to have to serve. So success is defined differently, but failure, just a, an enormous learning experience for all of us. So learning is defined differently. I would, you know, we, learning. We eliminated success, right? Or progress. Yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, thank you for that. So, you know, uh, I now look at my gratitude calendar every day, and at the top of this, it says gratitude turns what we have into enough. So it absolutely does, doesn't it? Absolutely, no. it does. You know, Bezos, uh, you, you all have heard of Amazon maybe? No, never. Yeah, I know. He feels that failure comes part and parcel with innovation, and he's yeah. installed failure as part of their culture. I mean, think about that for a minute. So, you know, but it's a must. Yeah. That's why he's as successful. He is the richest man in the world. And I'm not saying that's success based on rich. Right. That's why the guy continues to succeed at whatever he does because he's embracing failure. And you have to fail in order to get there is what he's saying. It's a part of the ingredient. Right, right. So, you know, to follow up, I, could, I couldn't agree more. And I just had a wild thought. Maybe we should do a collaborative book on failure. I would love that. We could just share our failure stories. One after the other. And, you know, I mean, it's brilliant. Yeah, I'm going to hold you to that now. Good. So uh, we'll, we'll be launching that sometime in the future. So I'm looking at a book. I'm reading a book right now, and I just had that aha moment to support the next question I've got for you. If your dream is bigger than your team, you've got to give up the dream or grow your team. And that was something that was a failure for me because I was so focused on the dream. And I did, do, did not do a good enough job with the team. And so I've spent all of the last two and a half years working on the team. And now I'm here to say, really sweet. So, Chris, back to the failures. The five lessons of making failure necessary. Why? I, I'll, 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 I'll explain it pretty simply. And... Why it's necessary to fail is lesson number, I, I, I will say failure lesson number one is experience. Go ahead, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say, you might wanna get something to write with and write on, uh, and you can, you can pause and start this. So Chris, yeah. go ahead, the five so, lessons. Experience is number one. The first important lesson is gained from failure is experience. Experience, 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 it's key. What happens when you fail? When you go through something and you can walk away with the first-hand experience, it helps us to develop a deeper understanding, not only of life, of business, of a lot of things. So experience is absolutely key. That's, that's, that's failure lesson number one. Failure lesson number two is knowledge. My grandfather always said, you can have, and fought in World War I, barely spoke English when he came from Italy, but he always said, the one thing nobody can ever take away from you, ever, is knowledge. Knowledge is king. Okay, they can take your dignity away as a prisoner. They could, and he, and he was relating it to uh, coming over to America, not knowing a single soul, and then going and fighting in World War I. He says, if I was captured, the one thing they could never take away is that knowledge, and don't you ever forget that. And that knowledge is, I mean, that failure brings with the important first hand of knowledge. That knowledge can be harnessed in the future to overcome the very failure that inflicted so much pain to you in the first place. 
Knowledge is just so powerful. Lesson, life, uh, lesson number three is resilience. Uh, failing in life helps you build it. We all need it. You know why? We all want to quit at times. But quitting is not an option. Ask Michael Jordan, who got cut from his as a sophomore, okay, who then lives on arguably, I say non-arguably, the greatest basketball player ever to live, ever. The man has proven resilience. Another person uh, recently passed away, which Kobe Bryant. Um, never really cared for Kobe Bryant since he passed. Hearing the stories of his friends, his teammates, uh, absolutely remarkable, his will and his passion and his drive. Um, nobody was going to outwork him. He was extremely resilient. Lesson number four is growth. If we're not growing, where are we? We're stagnant. Stagnant is not a good place to be, right? We always say, and you know, somebody says, hey, I grew by one policy this month. That's a terrible month. No, you, you didn't stand still. You didn't go backwards. You still move forward. Maybe it's not to the same speed, but you still grew, and growth is key. In business, we can talk about it all day. I think it's even more important in life. Your business will grow if your life will grow, right? Darren Hardy always talks about the intermings. If you, if, if you have a great business and you have a terrible home life, just imagine if you had a great home life, how good business. If you, had a, you wouldn't be a great, you would be a superb business, right? I mean, they go hand in hand. I mean, growth is just, how do you, we grow, we mature as human beings. We do the same thing in business. I, I, I don't, I think the failures are in both. Last but not least is value. One of the biggest lessons we can all learn as life, in life's uh, failures is necessary to create and spread an exceedingly high amount of value, right? In fact, value lies in the heart of success. And the lack of value is a fundamental pillar, pillar to failure. It is a fundamental pillar to failure. And you got to have value. So those five are absolutely key. Uh, repeat them really quick to people. Experience, number one. Knowledge, number two. Resilience, number three. Growth, number four. Value, number five. I don't care if it's in life or in business. Those are the five keys on why you have to fail. Have to. The five lessons for making failure necessary. Necessary, yes. Paramount to our success, personally and professionally. Absolutely. So, you know, one thing, and we were talking about failure uh, before we went on, and then I love this, and, and I know how much you love your family. I know it is the absolute paramount reason you get out of bed in the morning, first and foremost. Um, well, maybe second, second, but um, meaning I know you're a very spiritual man as well, but you talk about failure also with your kids, and you were telling me a story about that, and I loved that. Tell us about why it's important to you know, if you have children or other people in your life, why is it important to talk to them about failure as well? I think it's embracing them for life and I think it's embracing them to succeed. And uh, I talk to my kids about failure because I want them to fail. I want them to learn. I want them to grow. Uh, I also want to share the emotional aspect of failure. Um, when you fail alone, it's tough. Right. Um, I, 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 I failed many times. And being able to have my father, my best friend, to support me during uh, late 2000s uh, in, outside in Denver uh, that I failed um, was absolutely uh, life-altering to know. And, and it builds this bond that's just unstoppable because 
if I don't talk to my kids about failure and they fear failure, okay, that's one thing. Right. Well, I'm going to do that. But the second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to also tell them, when you fail, we need to look in the mirror. You need to embrace me, embrace your mother, embrace your loved ones, because together we will get through it. We will get better. We will get stronger. Right. And one of the key aspects I keep teaching them, because my son, my son loves to fish. My daughter loves the ocean. She sees a beach bum or loves to swim. But my son, he wants to fish and, and do anything fast, jet skis, motorcycles, jump. I mean, anything kind of like me when I was a kid. Um, but, you know, the aspect of it is, is, is being able to, to be with them and say, hey, guys, um, we failed at this. I'm here for you. I want you to understand emotionally that I'm here for you. That brings it to a whole new level. And I think it gets you through fear. What, you know, I, I'm a guy that um, if I fear something like heights, I'm going to go and I'm going to jump off a, a bungee jump. It's just what I do. I'm not going to tell you I feel good. Uh, my son loves snakes. I hate snakes. My son says, oh, we're going to put the, we're going to go and we're going to grab the snake. What do I do? I go grab the snake. I hate snakes. But I can't show fear with him. I need to let him know it's mind over matter, right? So do things that scare you and you'll embrace it. Just, you know, if you, a lot of us hate heights, just go do it. You're going to be all right. Go skydive. You're going to be all right. Just do it. Face it. Look it in the mirror. And don't let fear overcome you and stop you from growing. Because something good's going to come out of it. Chris, you got to get comfortable becoming uncomfortable, man. You're damn right, Miguel. Even with snakes. Even with snakes. <laughs> even, even with heights. Even with heights. Yeah, fantastic. Hey, great stuff. Thank you for sharing. Uh, I, I know I'm so privileged to have just a little bit of your time today. Thank you so much. I want to. Do you have anything else to add on failure before I mention one other item? Fail forward. That's just remember. Um, you know, I, I I played college basketball. Very fortunate. Um, a lot of life lessons, and um, when you fail forward, you're going to take chances. You're going to take chances. You're going to – you never want to go woulda, coulda, shoulda. Uh, there's nothing worse in life. And uh, I had a friend um, – a lot of my friends are older, Michael. It's just my life. My best friends have always been 10 to 25 years older. I, I don't know why. I just – that's just, I guess, the mentality type of thing. And um, unfortunately, before this specific friend was passing, uh, he said, you know, there, I, I'm going to leave this world saying woulda, coulda, shoulda. It's not a good feeling. If I could give you one piece of advice, live your life to the fullest and don't have any, you say leave no regrets. Um, literally and figuratively in your life, if there's something you want to do, don't say I'm going to do it tomorrow, do it. Because right. you don't know what tomorrow is going to give. And God forbid you're in the same position uh, my friend was in. Um, it's invaluable life lessons that you got to embrace today. And don't leave what you want to do till tomorrow because what happens if you don't get there or you don't do it? It's the same reason why I tell my kids every day I love them. I don't tell them once. I tell them 10 times. My son sometimes, uh, Mike Demko was spending some time with me um, uh, this week, and uh, he's like, Johnny just came downstairs. It's like 1.30 in the afternoon. Love you, Dad. I said, it's vitally important that we tell each other off the cuff we love each other because you never know. You just never know. Something so simple. It's the same thing with a teenager. If, if you walk by somebody and you really adore them and they do a great, hey, Mike, 
I just want to tell you, you're doing a freaking great job. I just want to thank you. Nothing more. Don't skip that opportunity to say something positive. You just changed their world. And what happens if you don't have that moment back to them? I'm not willing to, I'm not willing to take that chance. The, the wealthiest man that I, well, if you want to measure money as any item, if you will, but he, he was very wealthy and I learned from him live. He said, you don't know what you don't know. True. And so True. to follow up on that. So thank you. Wealthiest for person I, I would say that ever walked the face of the earth, Mother Teresa. She died a very rich woman. Yeah, exactly. So because giving, you follow that same uh, path as Mother Teresa, if you will, with which is just always thinking first about other people, always thinking first about giving back to other people. And that's one of the long, long list of attributes that uh, I feel about Chris Paradiso. Uh, I'm so privileged to know you, sir. Um, you have started something, excuse me? Goes both ways. Well, thank you. Um, You have started something that has really taken hold within our industry in your efforts to give back. And you published a magazine. And you're getting ready to launch volume five. And I want to make sure that everybody learns a little bit about the magazine and why it's so important uh, as we move to uh, wrap up today, at least. So how and why did you start the magazine, Chris? Starting a magazine is really, really, really two reasons. Um, my bestest of best friends are industry leaders. And I don't want to say just industry leaders. They're leaders of their agency. They're leaders of the industry. And I think we as agency owners and agents become agents and have a passion. The passion drives, it's an inner drive and an inner passion to serve other people. I know people say it's crazy you sell insurance. I make a difference in people's lives. When you sell a life insurance policy and have to deliver that to a 28-year-old mother of two, you are serving people and you're taking care of people in their most vulnerable time. When someone's house burns down. So I just think we share and I'm very selfish because I love giving. So this was some way that I thought it could be different. Nobody else is doing a magazine. Everybody's writing a book. Not knocking them for writing a book. There was just a lot of books. So I want to write a magazine that is going to be a format that is going to be kept for years to come. For example, our first magazine, I got an email the other day. Uh, hey, I'm buying five, uh, volume five, but I just want to let you know I have volume one and I've saved it. I still rinse and repeat the branding uh, information. And next year, we're thinking about, depending upon what happens with COVID, of rebranding our agency and utilizing our brand guy to redo our office. And I was like, that's awesome. I think that's great. Um, I just wanted to be able to give back to the industry and share with others. And be able to say, hey, here's some different thoughts. I'm not telling you to social media marketing may not, it may work for you, it may not work for you, it doesn't work for everybody. You gotta be real. Digital marketing might work for you. Email marketing, I've had plenty of arguments with people. Email marketing is not dead. It works for some, it doesn't work for others. It's the approach, right? Some people can say things a certain way and it comes across not so nice, and other people can say that same thing and it comes across like bless your heart. I mean, you know, it can come across very nice. So the number one reason was to be able to give back to the fellow uh, men and women that I consider I serve with our independent agents and agents throughout the country. Number two reason is I wanted to raise some money for charity. Um, One of my goals in life is not just 
to share my sister and show off my sister is to try to educate people to be able to understand that people like my sister may be intellectually disabled, but they laugh like us, they cry like us, they smile like us, and damn it, they just want to be accepted like us. How can I bring awareness on these beautiful human beings who God put here for a reason? I promise you, spend one hour at Special Olympics. It will change your outlook on life forever, forever. And if it doesn't, maybe you should look in the mirror because um, my sister has changed my outcome, my outlook, my world. And she may be very limited, but damn it, I'm telling you, just get the chance to know her or somebody like her. I promise you, your life becomes very much more important, uh, not on the material thing but I'm giving back, like the Patty Lars who goes out in the streets and wants to feed the homeless. She doesn't do that for a pat on the back. She does that for the passion to serve other people. Well, I don't care if it's Joe Jimenez, another great leader. Um, there's so many out there. Mike, you, you, you live it. I've seen you live it. I've seen you feed the homeless people. Um, and I've seen you, more importantly, say, you've got to sit down with them. You want to give them food or give them money. You know what they want? They want an ear. Maybe you can drive them and, and just spend 10 minutes with them, make them feel important. Maybe you can help them get the confidence to get back on their feet. Vitally important. It's just, we, we need to serve others. So the magazine was built for two things, for agents and uh, for the ability for me to hopefully bring awareness and give back to um, group homes that take care of people like my sister with intellectual disabilities. Well, thank you for doing that. And, and just to give a couple of words about the magazine, I wish I thought about it. I've got all my first four volumes sitting right behind me over here, but I'm not going to go grab them because I continue to learn from them. And that's the great thing. One of the things that was an aha moment for me years ago, there's nothing new under the sun. There really isn't. It's just how we position it and more importantly, how we take action. And how we look at it. And how we look at it and our pers perspective and perception, right? Number one thing you just said, the one nugget if anybody leaves here is action. You know, you can come up and you can see brilliant people, get brilliant ideas, but how many people leave and take action, right? That's the key. Take it all starts with, the action is going to lead to the next win or the next? Learn. Lesson or failure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But, but, you know, back, back to your five. I mean, I think number three is one of the absolute key of the top five lessons about failure. Resilience. Yeah. If you don't keep feel, feel, if you don't keep failing, your skin's never going to become thick enough to fail again. Would Michael Jordan be the greatest basketball player of all time? He missed so many thousands of shots, right? Imagine if he quit after a thousand. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't. Yeah. You know, greatness comes with failure and many, many, many failures. Thomas Edison failed 10,000 times. 10,000 times. Do you realize how many times that is? And then what did he do? He turned the lights on in the first house in America, in New York City, for J.P. Morgan. He changed the world. Today, 100 years later, what do we have? More than 100 years later. We can't survive without his creation. If he, imagine if he quit. Imagine. imagine. So I've had, to, I've had the pleasure of spending time with the awesome Rachel. She is an incredible human being. Thank you for that opportunity. Couldn't agree more. The, the other thing about the magazine is it's chocked full of articles and stories from incredible agency entrepreneurs who have failed, 
who have learned, who have become more because of all of that. And thank you for collaborating to put that together so that we can all become more. Chris, you're to be commended like I can't commend you enough for making the effort, putting the energy into it, giving up the resources of your team to make all of that happen. Uh, everybody that's watching this podcast, if you will just go to uh, send an email to info at unstoppableprofitproducer.com, info at unstoppableprofitproducer.com, or, and or there could be a link right below uh, this video. Just click on that. We will get you a complimentary copy of the magazine. Uh, either digital or the hard copy, whichever you want, just tell us what you want. But the key word is failure. If you send an email, the word failure only must be in the subject line to open up the keys to the kingdom and get your copy of volume five, Chris. And we want to give that to everybody uh, because all we want to do is support success. And I reached over and grabbed something based on what you just said. Make a difference today for somebody who's fighting for their tomorrow. Absolutely. And that's that's on on my. You no, know, you know who did that, Michael, and he's in your state, Daniel Sung. I don't know if I could be prouder of somebody who's come farther, uh, and and uh, down and out. Patty Lars, another one, down and out. I mean, when uh, these people were handed nothing. Mm -hmm. um, you want to talk about success stories? It isn't Chris Paradiso. It's the Daniel Songs of the world, and it's the Patty Lars of the world. It's the right. Claudia McLeans of the world. It's you know it's. Just remarkable human beings. You want to learn from somebody? Pick up the phone and call these people. They have experience. They have knowledge. They're resilient. They have growth and they have value. Every single one of them has those five characteristics. They have the right attitude and they're willing to share, which makes it even more powerful. Yeah. So um, if, if somebody wants to obtain a copy of the magazine and they're hearing this later or they can't find it, what other places can they go to get a copy? They can go to www.paradiso, P-A-R-A-D-I-S-O, presents, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S.com, paradisopresents.com, and it will pop right up. Okay, fantastic. And, and you can share that with anybody and everybody out there. Chris, we got to wrap. Uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Grateful for our relationship, grateful for our friendship, grateful for your contributions. And uh, we will, I'm going to have to rename this, I think, because this is one of my icons uh, you know, that was developed five, six, seven years ago in a collaboration with other successful people. But we're going to have to, because the only thing standing between you and success is in the mirror of truth, right? But I, I think we may need to change that word success. So, uh, and the new book coming out, I don't think this is a good title, but it just flashed into my mind, The Kings of Failure. You know, that's, for, for people who want to get better and, and quote unquote succeed, take it to the next level. They're going to embrace failure, and uh, that title would definitely work. But all right, my friend, thank you so much. Keep being unstoppable. Appreciate it. All right, talk soon. All right, everybody, thank you. Get out there and take action, like Chris said. Make a difference. Be unstoppable. Leave no regrets. We'll see you on the next episode of Unstoppable Profit Podcast. And if you want to check out any of the back episodes, uh, go to unstoppableprofitpodcast.com. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. If you would like to listen to more episodes or share this podcast with someone you care about, please visit www.unstoppableprofitpodcast.com. Now go out and make a difference. Be unstoppable and leave no regrets.